The Forum at 8 on SAFM. Ten minutes after eight and time for the forum. We're talking about depression. And depression, of course, is something that has no age. Most people think that only adults suffer from depression. But in fact, children and teenagers can be affected as well. Children as young as five are being treated for depression. And the numbers seemingly are growing. Psychiatrist Linda Albertine, head of the Child, Adolescent and Family Unit at Charlotte Matleka Academic Hospital in Johannesburg, says that she sees at least 18 children a week and has a four-month waiting list for children seeking treatment. On the Forum at 8 this morning, we ask, what drives depression in young children? And as always, uh, during this time, the lines are open, 891 That's the number you can dial to join in the conversation. You can also uh, send us Twitter or Facebook messages on AM Live on SAFM or at Sakina Kamwendo. Alternatively, send us an SMS to 34701. Now, uh, joining us on the panel this morning, we have Nazia Ismail, who is the project manager for the South African Depression and Anxiety Group, SADAC. Christine Scolari, a child psychologist, uh, thanks for your time this morning. Hi, thank you, Sakina. And also just to check that uh, Dr. Brendan uh, Belcham is with us, a child psychiatrist and author. Thanks for your time as well. Good morning. Thanks for having me on the show. But I must just say, um, Christine and uh, Dr. Belcham, you know, just reading that uh, particular story yesterday, it really sh- sends shivers down my spine. I don't know why, perhaps because it said that, you know, five-year-olds are being treated for depression. And the question that arose immediately was whether this was something new and related to our living conditions today or whether this is an age-old phenomenon. If I could start with you, Dr. Belcham. Yes, thank you. I think one needs to take a step back when, when, when we're dealing with these sorts of issues and really distinguish between increased identification of depression and an increasing incidence of depression. And um, I, I do think that in recent times, and it's a good thing, there's been a, a greater awareness of, of, of mental health issues affecting children who have really been, if you like, orphans in terms of, uh, of psychiatry and mental health care. So I think the positive thing that we are now at least more aware of these conditions in children, but I do think that there is also an increasing incidence and increasing prevalence of depression in children, and that's uh, backed up by some, some quite good research, at least internationally, and there's no reason to believe that the situation is any different in South Africa. Christine Scolari, what are some of the causes and also some of the risk factors for depression in children? Um, causes can be quite varied. Um, you know, there's a lot of biological causes, a lot of um, new researches in terms of what happens to the brain, structure in terms of depression. There's a lot of psychological causes, okay, and environmental factors as well. So if we look at some of the psychological causes, it would be things like, um, you know, poor self-esteem, poor body image, things like that, um, anxiety, learning difficulties, and so forth. Um, I see a lot of environmental causes, and that would be things like bullying, peer pressure, trauma, abuse, neglect, things like that in young children, um, particularly come through quite a lot. Um, so, you know, the, the causes are quite varied, and we always have to look at what, what's coming up and, and how we're going to treat the, the child and, and help the child. And of course, uh, the older the child, or if you're dealing with adults, one would think that it would probably be easier to actually diagnose. But is this in fact the case, Dr. Belsham? Well, 
in a sense, no, because the, 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 the symptoms of depression are really developmentally sensitive. So the typical symptoms, for example, that one would see in adults, such as sleep disturbance and appetite disturbance, are often absent in children. So, so the, the younger the child, the, the, the less typical they present in terms of how we, how we conceive of depression. So one does have to use a developmentally sensitive approach when, when looking at, at, at depression in, in children. But the other thing that's really important is that when we're dealing with, especially with pre-adolescent and, and as young as five, as you mentioned in your intro, is to distinguish between depression and demoralization because it's very common for children in adverse circumstances, and Christine mentioned some of them, especially with social adversity and difficulties in the home, for, for children to be demoralized. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they're clinically depressed. But, of course, they still need to be uh, assessed and treated. It's just that the treatment might be different from, mm. from an adult who, who has depression. And, of course, the question that's been weighing on my mind, a five-year-old, what would a five-year-old be depressed about? Well, there's, a, there's many things a five-year-old can be depressed about, and this is very important because, and it comes, it comes again down to home situ, the home situation very often. Uh, for example, in this country, we, we have a startling uh, statistic that as many as one in five children do not live with either biological parent. And that tells you something. It tells you something about the social fabric of our country. It tells you something about uh, economic hardship. It tells you something about the scourge of HIV-AIDS. And all of these issues speak directly to the mental health state of, of, of our children. So, yes, five-year-olds have, have many things to be <laughs> depressed about, if you like, even if they don't intellectually or cognitively uh, recognize it themselves, mm. one can see it in their behavior, a demoralized kind of, of presentation. One can see it in their school performance. One can see it in their social interactions. Now, as a parent or a caregiver, if you suspect that there may be something offish with your child and now after a conversation like this or reading these reports, you even suspect that your child may be depressed, what are the sort of signs you should be looking out for, Christine? Um, quite a few signs. Um, it varies between, between children, as Dr. Balsham said. Okay, so basically most parents would know that something's going on with their child. They would say, my child's not the same as before and so on. Um, quite a common, quite quite a common um, aspect is kind of a depressed mood. That sadness. So you know, children will be pretty pretty sad. They'll be very irritable. Now, irritability is quite a, a good sign in terms of little little children. Um, they would be quite um, angry. They would be hopeless and and so on. So really, you, you know, they're feeling quite down and so on. A lot of young children would cry a lot, and they would cry for no reason basically. So little things would upset them and so on. Um, sometimes, you know, loss of interest in usual activities. So if they liked playing soccer, for example, they don't want to play soccer anymore. They want to stay home. They, want to, they don't want to play with their friends. Um, some children are quite fatigued, so they don't really have the energy and, and so on. Um, they become quite overly sensitive, so everything makes them upset. Um, everybody's out to get them. I mean, they start believing that in terms of no one wants to play with them and so forth. Um, school work gets affected, so it's very difficult for a depressed child to concentrate in, in the classroom, particularly for the older kids and so on. 
um, sometimes you may see a regression in behavior. Sometimes things change, like their sleep patterns change and, and so forth. Um, um, sometimes they get tummy aches and headaches. And there's, you, know, you go to the doctor, but there's nothing wrong with them on a physical level. Um, so, and with the older kids, you get you know, thoughts of suicide, of death, and so on. But that's much, much older. I mean, it's not really common with the five-year-olds, for example. So a lot of different um, signs, which, which can vary from, from, from child to child. But that, that sadness and... What we have to look at in particular is, you know, is, is, it, is it a sadness that comes in after something's happened? I mean, for example, a pet can die and a child's going to be sad. Mm. That's relatively common. What we're looking for is that long term, you know, children are, are being upset and, and, and going through these symptoms for a long, for a long time. And it's affecting the social, the social aspects of, you know, going to school and, and things like that. Uh, Nazia Ismail, I mean, as SADEG, the uh, South African Depression and Anxiety Group, are you seeing more children? SADEG gets a wide range of calls, so from people who are concerned about their children to also teenagers. Um, Because of our work in the schools and the different environments, we do often get um, children or teenagers from the ages of about 11 or 12 calling us, um, you know, just noticing the signs of their life, you know, whether it's depression, um, whether they're not feeling themselves, whether they're stressed about exams, and we're able to provide them with help for that. And and, and when you say 11-year-olds, for example, what are the sort of things that, uh, you know, you actually get to learn, I mean, from the calls that they make, what are the sort of things that are pushing them um, into the sphere where they could potentially become depressed? What we need to know is that so many of our children, they're not growing up the way that you know many of us grow up. There's so many different pressures that have been placed on them, so many new situations that they're faced with, and so many different influences on them as well. So even though um, you know it may be a small problem or something that is easily manageable, the impact on their emotions may be greater than you expect. So what we often say is it doesn't matter what the problem is. It doesn't matter whether... Um, whether your dog has died or whether your parents have got divorced, what matters is what is that doing to your life? How is that affecting your emotions, your behavior, your performance? And that is what we need to be concerned about. And, of course, uh, this morning on the Forum at 8, we are asking what drives depression in young children? And we're speaking to Christine Scolari, a child psychologist. We also have Nazia Ismail, project manager uh, for the South African Depression and Anxiety Group, as well as Dr. Brandon Belsham, who is a child psychiatrist and author. And, of course, if, if you have any questions, if you are worried about your child or perhaps a child that you know of, you may be a teacher, you may be a caregiver and if you are concerned about certain signs being exhibited by a child or children uh, do give us a call if you have noticed something 891 that's the number you can call in on and you can also sms us on 34701 you can tweet or facebook at sakina kamwendo or at am live on SAFM. Um, Dr. Belcham, I just want to come to, you know, uh, what some of the report was saying yesterday. It says most of these children suffer from major psychiatric disorders such as schizophrenia or bipolar disorder and some are at risk of self-harm or even harm to others. Now, and and, and then, of course, one wonders whether these uh, conditions are hereditary. Yes, well, there's quite a few aspects to think about in that statement, but certainly many of these children do have major psychiatric conditions. 
But one must remember that when we're dealing with children, we must be cautious about using those kinds of diagnoses without very careful evaluation because children change. And uh, with development and with changing circumstances and personality changes, their, their, their condition can look very different in, in five or ten years' time. So it, it's, a, it's a fairly brave psychiatrist who will diagnose a pre-adolescent child, for example, with schizophrenia. Um, but that being said, yes, uh, as a group, these children are at increased risk of self-harm. One must remember to differentiate between pre-adolescents and adolescents there, because uh, although pre-adolescents, uh, pre-teens, will certainly have thoughts very often about, about dying, about not wanting to be alive, they very seldom act on, on, on those thoughts, whereas the risk of, of actually... Uh, acting out on, on one's suicidal thinking is, it becomes much, much greater in the adolescent age group. Mm. And, and, and I'm, I, I've just had a thought, you know, you, you, you talk about a very uh, brave uh, practitioner who would actually diagnose a child with schizophrenia. Yeah. But, but, you know, when you think of uh, something um, like children who are hyperactive, for example, and how often they are diagnosed and put on medication. Um, you know, isn't that perhaps the beginning of the sort of trend where we want to diagnose children and diagnose them in very much the same way that we would with adults and put them on something so as to make ourselves perhaps feel better and them? Absolutely. I think that's a very important point. And there is a worrying trend and one must be careful about this because it depends on, on the sector of the community that you're talking about. But, but certainly in some areas, there is a worrying trend to, to, to increase the, the amount of diagnoses, especially of conditions like attention deficit disorder and, and, and the accompanying increase in scripts that goes with that. But that raises a very important point because many children who, who, who are destined to become depressed, for example, or to, to develop other uh, psychiatric conditions, start out with hyperactivity or poor concentration. And it tends to become a knee-jerk reaction amongst, well, um, um, amongst several uh, uh, disciplines, including teachers, including practitioners, to, to make the diagnosis of ADHD and to start children on, on, on medication, stimulant medications for concentration. And that's not always correct because sometimes... The, the real condition is, is something else or indeed something in the environment that's, uh, that's affected the child, as Christine uh, mentioned earlier. Mm. And, 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 and I think this point is very important, uh, you know, this whole issue of diagnosis, because um, according to this report as well, the children are mainly referred from uh, community clinics and private practitioners and psychologists. And if you look at the numbers, it really it, it, it is shocking. 120 children admitted for um, mental illness in Cape Town alone at Tigerberg's Children, um, a Child and Family Psychiatric Unit. And, and really, this is cause for concern, Christine? Absolutely. Um, you, you know, we, we, we must never forget um, children's mental health, and I think it's so important, and particularly what, what's going on in our country. We, we, you know, as I mentioned before, there is so much abuse, I mean, stories of abuse and neglect and so on. It is, it is a desperate situation, and you know, treatment must always be available. I mean, that's, that's one, of, one of the battles. The children, if, if symptoms are noted, need need help. And the longer, you know, the longer it's you don't you don't help a child with it, the, the more serious, the more complications will be further on. 
And um, our listeners raising some very uh, interesting points uh, on social media. Tapelo Motumi uh, says, good nutrition and exercise play a role in releasing feel-good hormones. And uh, the rise in depression is in tandem with obesity. And um, what's your take on that, Dr. Belcher? That's an interesting point from Tapelo. And it is certainly good evidence that uh, regular cardiovascular exercise is a is is a is an effective stress reliever and can certainly help mild to moderate levels of depression. Once we start dealing with severe depression, that's not going to be enough. But certainly, as a lifestyle factor, exercise and a balanced diet are both very important. As regards the the issue around obesity, that's quite correct. There is a a secular trend to, to increasing levels of obesity as well as increasing levels of depression. But to say that the two are causally linked, mm. um, I, I don't think we have the evidence to say that. There might be other mediating factors to do with our, our hectic lifestyles. Our, our, let's just look at something like a family sitting around the table to have a meal. Mm. That doesn't happen too much anymore because we, we now have moms and dads both working sometimes very far away from home, children in the care of others besides their parents, and, and we know that just sitting and uh, having a family meal together is also a protective factor for mental health. But, of course, then there's fast food that comes into it, and there's the obesity coming in as well. Interesting. Um, this one here, this tweet from uh, Francis Idris says, Depression in children is an extension of what we as adults are feeling. Worries of money, job security, fear of being raped, etc. Uh, do you agree with that statement, Nazia Isma? Well, what, we do, what I can say is that children are very perceptive. Um, we may feel that we're hiding our situation from them, whether it's a financial situation, a relationship problem, um, stress in the home, whatever it is, we may feel that we're protecting our children, but by not communicating with them, they are picking up on it. Um, and because they don't understand it, it may be manageable, it may be not as severe as they think it is. This can definitely spiral out of control in their minds, and it may you know, result in them stressing a lot, in them taking on responsibility that shouldn't be on their shoulders, and also um, them acting out. And, of course, uh, we continue uh, talking about depression in children. This morning's question, what drives depression in young children? And uh, as the conversation goes, it seems there may be various factors, but I think uh, the, 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 the watchword here is caution, caution in trying to diagnose young children. And uh, Tsepiso Mokwena sends a tweet saying, um, ADHD has been trending for the past five years in our schools. I guess depression will be the next trend, and it's quite disturbing. And um, that point also we have raised and we have spoken about. And I think it's so important for parents to make sure that they acquaint themselves with all, um, you know, the uh, trends, as it were, quote, unquote, and also information around what exactly they ought to be looking out for uh, when it comes to their children's behavior and uh, what that may be symptomatic of. And we'll continue with this. We'll take your calls as well. 0891-104-208-34701 AM Live on SAFM for your Twitter and Facebook messages. The Forum at 8 on SAFM.
And back to the forum. This morning, we are talking about depression. Children as young as five years of age are being treated for depression, and the numbers, we are told, are growing. So on the forum this morning, we ask you, what drives depression in young children? Our guest this morning, Dr. Brandon Belcham, a child psychiatrist and author. We also have Nazia Ismail, who is a project manager for the South African Depression and Anxiety Group, SADAG, as well as Christine Scolari, who is a child psychologist. And uh, obviously, you are welcome to join in the conversation. And I'll go to the lines in just a bit. Uh, Before I do that, though, I just want to read through some of the uh, messages coming through, uh, starting with what's happening on Twitter. And some very interesting uh, contributions here uh, to the panel. If you could just note them, and then we'll come back and try and respond to some of them. Uh, Zola D. Life says, kids no longer are told to leave when adults converse about serious adult matters and it gets overwhelming for them with these inexplicable adult issues. Jay Ponky says, My four-year-old niece gets very upset if her mum doesn't come back on time. Is this a sign that she could be moving into that depression stage? Lebuhang Noah says, uh, with my observation, the divorce of parents and abuse uh, from uh, all sides, bullying, etc., could be uh, what leads to this incident. And uh, Asaf Tiboko says, family situations uh, play major roles in a child as young as five to be treated for depression. Njabulam Tombeni, uh, the problem with children who are depressed is that they are exposed to hazardous behavior uh, when hearing about it. And Jabulani Zulu says, uh, we must classify fear of failure and embarrassment. And are these also contributors to depression, I think is what Jabulani is asking. Nkaba Mamabolo says, Lack of parents' attention to their children and uh, leaving everything to nannies and siblings is a failure to reassure their children about their problems, and this could be a contributing factor. And uh, Tutu Ubuntu sends us a tweet. Uh, Tutu Ubuntu is in London and says, In the UK, uh, Mind Ed UK helps parents identify and understand young people with, mel- uh, with mental illness issues. Now, do we have something like that in South Africa, Nazia? We don't have something like that in, in South Africa at the moment. Um, what we do know is that we do have a lot of psychologists and very great professionals when it comes to understanding children. Mm. Um, and I think the main thing that parents need to understand is that it's not all on your shoulders. You can't always you know, be perfect for your children. You don't have to do it on your own. If you feel that you're not coping, that you're not managing your child's behavior, you sense that something is different, don't be afraid to reach out and ask for help. Even if it's something as simple as, speaking to their teacher, speaking to their principal, communicating on what changes can be made. Um, as we said earlier, we don't want to give incorrect diagnosis because change, uh, children go through so many different changes throughout their life. But maybe if you pick it up early enough, you will be able to manage it better so that it doesn't evolve into something that you can't handle. Christine, are we burdening our children with our own issues as adults? Um, to, to a certain extent, um, children are perceptive, so they will pick up, even if, if a mom and dad aren't being necessarily explicit about their, their financial concerns or things like that. Children will know, mom and daddy are stressed, 
um, you, you know, they're worried, um, things like that. So, you know, to some extent, um, you know, we also live in a country where, they, where there's a lot of, of trauma, there's a lot of anxiety. Children will pick that up. You know, they go to school and someone's been robbed or whatever the case is, and it's, it's a secondary type of stress. So, so they, will pick, they will pick that up. You know, you're driving in the car, for example, they'll, they'll see the poverty around, around us and so on. That can stress children. So children are perceptive. They will pick up. You know, even if we we're not specifically saying difficulties mm. and so on. And let's go to the lines. Oh eight nine one one zero four two zero eight. Prophet OJ in Mahikeng. Good morning. Sakina. Good morning. And how are you? Uh, very well, thanks. And you? I'm saved by the blood of God, Jesus Christ. Sakina, uh, for the past twenty years, I have been running uh, uh, counselling on young people's lives. Now. The, the result of uh, the result which I have uh, uh, collected uh, from that, or the experiences collected from that, is that I, I would take a, a computer to a school, sit with young people, and uh, draw, put a drawing of a brain, and, and start revealing to them that how a, how a computer works. It is exactly how a brain works. Now uh, we start sharing with them that uh, as much as your computer will say I cannot take more files that's exactly what your brain will do as much as your computer will need an antivirus to protect the viruses from entering it your brain need antivirus and uh, from there we would show them that the high volume of thoughts in one's mind is very it could be very troublesome and the, 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 the other thing is that when we do that, uh, we, we show them how important it is that from the age of five, six, seven, you start identifying your, your purpose, why you exist, why you are on earth, so that you can draw focus on that. Uh, 